rediscover the facets of yourself that have been kept hidden away for far too long. For just $1, you can take a journey and make it your ultimate transformation. Center of the Sun Plus offers more tools, support, and community to help you explore your inner realms. Click the link in the description to join today. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a t-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your health care. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze. Relax and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow wherever you are. Tap the banner to go to Monday.com. It's time to celebrate. Center of the Sun podcast was launched in 2017 and we just hit a downloads milestone. I am your host, Devon, and you are listening to another episode of Center of the Sun podcast. Thank you for listening. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But this video was not about me. <laughs> it's about you. And it's about us. See, I never really actually wanted to start a podcast so soon because I was broke. I couldn't stop doubting myself. And I had no idea what I was doing. But I bought the domains and the computer and all of the equipment and all of the stuff. And I did all of the research. And that's what you're going to do. That's what you're going to do too, honey. Because this is my mandate for you. I want you to use what you have to do something totally out of your comfort zone. And, you know, ultimately you'll do it because you're tired of talking yourself out of things you want. So are you ready to ascend? Yes. Or yes. Good. <laughs> now it's time for me to party because I'm so happy that you have, you know that you're with me today and that I've gained your listenership over the course of time. And because of this, premium membership to Devon.org is free until October 1st, honey. Hey! <laughs> um, all you have to do is sign up with your email. You don't got to pay nothing. You don't got to do nothing. You just sign up with your email. And if you've already paid, thank you so much. Um, because I, I just want to thank you because I don't know how to do refunds. I, I, I don't know if it's wise for my merchants to be knowing I'm trying to give a refund so soon um, when I don't have like that many sales up in there. Like, but you know, that's neither here nor there. Membership is free to my blog through October 1st, 2020. All you have to do is sign up. And if you've already paid, thank you so much. But further collection on your account is paused indefinitely so there's that um thanks again 
Shout out to Christina. Uh, but anyway, as a dedicated listener of Center of the Sun podcast, you can have access to my blog and the associated premium premium content that is coming in the future. But that, you know, all of that has to remain under lock and key until f- the time is right. So, like, yeah, like, we're, we're clicking up, girl, on Devon.org. And Devon.org is spelled D-V-A-U-G-H-N dot org. You can ask my mother why she chose that spelling, and I think it's lit. So, I touch on topics every week, multiple times a week, that help you build up your understanding of your soul. Because it's, it's your greatest asset. And we live in a time that some people are actually ascending. Like, some people really are, like, cutting the... Like, really going within and thriving and others are perishing. And this is not a coincidence. This is significant. We are living in significant times. So if you've gotten any value from my show, from the information that I've shared, thank you. And please, I would love for you to never have to pay ever to access my premium content. So, I, you know, I would like to ask, you know, please leave a review on Apple or Spotify, whichever you use, whichever platform you use, please rate, review, and head on over to Devon.org and sign up for free. Like, it's super free, girl. Like, it's all you, it's all you, boo. And you owe it to yourself. Like, it's not even really that serious over here. You owe it to yourself. I don't want you to try everything. You know, I don't want you to do anything that you don't want to do. But I also want you to try everything your heart is telling you to do. You are a supreme being. I say this a lot. You are a supreme being. You cannot be contained in this physical reality. So you owe it to yourself to stand in your uniqueness and face the realization that you're great. And sometimes you need encouragement of that point. You need information supporting the data that you are a supreme being. So I owe it to you, you know, to give you that every week. And you might feel like you don't have what it takes to be a supreme being, to realize this. Or that someone has more courage than you or more charisma or more energy. No, (laughs) no one has more courage than you to buck against the social construction that gives you nightmares. Like, you got to do it yourself. You need to resolve your own internal conflicts. You need to resolve the dissonance inside of your mind. And you do that by remembering who you are. And let me tell you this. Let's make a real uh, stamp in the show right now. No one in this world can hurt you when you know exactly who the fuck you are, bitch. No one can take your freedom and your autonomy away when you've explored the infinite space inside of your soul. It is lit, bitch. It's lit, honey. Sorry if you don't like the word bitch. I don't know. I'm gay. So anyway, there's no duality there. There's no duality in the light of your soul. There is no good or bad because you are the observer. You are the good and the bad. You are are a creator of reality too. So no one is going to make you feel less anymore, baby. You are not going to allow your life struggles to define you either. You're not going to let your shadow to define your life. You are the shadow and the light. 
You are going to take what you have, however small it is, and you're going to make magic with it because that's what Supreme beings do. You'll, per- you'll persevere regardless of the odds and regardless of the bitches against you. <sighs> Thank you so much. Thank you. Oh, anyway, thank you again for being a supporter of Center of the Sun. Today, we're going to be talking about me. Imagine that. Oh, my God. This episode is um, just a... I wanted... When I was thinking... Okay, I didn't write anything down. This is straight off the cuff. I did write down the hook. But other than that, that's it. Um, Because I'm just going to speak from the heart today. And I feel like it's important for you all to know who I am and why I move the way that I move on social media, because I do feel like I'm being a little bit disjointed with my branding, my personal brand. I'm being disjointed with my message, but it's only a perception of dis- of disharmony. Um, it's not actually disharmonious in my camp, but... Um, According to the principles of marketing and business and stuff like that, it's always better to be transparent and to clarify and stuff like that. So I wanted to touch on a few hot topics and I also wanted to tell you about me and like who the hell I am. And I wanted to tell you some stories about my life because and not about my life personally, because I'm not that exciting. (laughs) Like I'm really not like I've sheltered so much and I thank God for every single day. But So I don't have really anything significant to share on my end of the story, but like I'm a public health researcher, so I have plenty of stories to share nonetheless. Um, And I wanted to talk about my, my day job. I work in public health. I work for a level one hospital, you know, trauma one, whatever the fuck it's called. We have 90,000 visits to our ED every fucking year. Like, and that's probably more now that it's a pandemic and, and a heroin epidemic. When I worked before, so right now I work in infectious infectious diseases at the University of Cincinnati um, in Cincinnati, Ohio, and I'm just a research assistant, you know, whatever it is, what it is, this is my day job, but I, and I want to continue on research, like I love research, I love researching, I love public health, and specifically I work with people who um, want to prevent and treat HIV, so... I get to work with like the most dynamic men and women, you know, that life has to offer. And I'm super grateful for my opportunity. And every now and then, you know, I am faced with tragedy dealing with my patients because of stigma and just, just nasty, nasty attitudes towards people who had no control. Really, if you really look at it from the grand scheme, like they're still exhuming bodies from the 60s with black men from the 60s with HIV in their DNA still like right now we're doing it right now so there are a lot of things that um and that was Gatorade that was a Gatorade bottle if you heard that fall almost on my desk anyway um I wanted to touch on HIV I wanted to touch on stigma I wanted to touch on public health because I feel like it's important and it's been a weather vane in my life for like keeping me like which direction am I supposed to go in life public health has always been this strong signal in my life so in 20 what 2013 I um started working for 
the emergency department, you know, at the University of Cincinnati. And um, it was a chance encounter. I was doing AmeriCorps. AmeriCorps is like a federally funded program that lets people like be poor, but work at the same time. Um, but it's like a, it's a service. You do public service for 10 months. And I did a program. I worked at a Catholic community-based Catholic organization that like help people pay rent and help people like get food. It was very like great. I love that job, but it was only a term of service. I had do, I did two terms of service there and it was time for me to move on. But before the term of service, my second term of service ended in AmeriCorps, I was asked to, because I worked at, I worked in social services, like, and I'm doing air quotes because it's like, it, it was a private um, nonprofit, but I worked in the social service department and the organization was approached to have an HIV testing site because it was a community-based organization. The CDC and the Ohio Department of Health and all these people, they wanted to do something different in terms of HIV because in 2013, it, we were clicking up like young black men between the ages of 16 and 24 were accounting for like the highest proportion of new infections. And it was so alarming at that time that like there was grants after grant after grant that nothing worked. And so there was an opportunity to like just do a community-based approach. And so the University of Cincinnati approached um, the organization I worked at and they agreed to have a meeting with the social service staff and like start the conversation on like how do we routinize testing in the community, HIV testing in the community from people that already have trust and rapport and are already coming to your organization. Can we slide in a 20 minute HIV test while you're talking to them anyway? You know, there was like, that's what research is. We get to try a bunch of different shit and half the time it doesn't work. And I believe even we eventually lost that grant to Planned Parenthood, which was great um, at the time. And it's still go like they're still good. Like they're still a very robust operation. And I believe they're expanding. But at that time, all I did was open a door for the man. That's literally like this is kind of how things work out for me. Like I just be in the right place at the right time. And I just be there and smiling and just being myself. And then they're like, send me your resume. I'm like, I, how did you even, well, there's a backstory, but I sent the man my resume, took a meeting, took several meetings, got the job at the university doing research and in the emergency department, you know, using the principles of research, trying to create interventions that treat and prevent HIV, um, and other threats to health, like depression and poverty and gun violence and stuff. We wanted to do so much in that emergency department. Like, I think about all of the research projects you could start in emergency in a trauma department. Like, think about gunshot wounds alone. Like, we could study if the NRA didn't have a fucking stranglehold on the goddamn government. We could study gun violence and really put a stop to, to gun violence. But we aren't even allowed to look at it. We aren't even allowed to, like, think about it which is sad. But basically, I worked in the emergency department and I got to meet a lot of young black men just like myself who um, were coming in to the hospital for whatever it is because they didn't have primary care. So they came into the emergency department 
to get SDI checks. And so they, you know, they gave me the token badge and was like, you, you know, you and this team do this, do these interventions and do this protocol. So we did the protocol, but I got to see a lot of happiness. Like I was very, most of the time I love my job, but every now and then I would get calls for people that are, were in the worst shape of their life and never got to continue living because of it. And this there was one particular patient that I wanted to talk about today because he was 21 and just like a little cute boy, you know, like a cute 21 year old boy. He had just turned 21 and it was around Christmas time. And I remember it was like Christmas. It was, uh, yeah, because we got, because I worked for the university. So we had the holiday off like the students do, but we worked in the hospital. So you, it felt like I worked in the hospital, but I really worked for the college. And, um, so I remember it was around Christmas, but it wasn't like the week of Christmas Eve. I know it was like early December, but basically I got a call because one of my patients had reemerged. So one thing I did was I approached patients who asked for SCI testing. And then I also went and found patients who were missed by other people. And we would follow up with them to make sure that they were good. And specifically people who had HIV and were not in care, we were like, girl, what's going on? So that was another part of my job. If you even came into the hospital and you didn't need an STI check, but we screened the medical record anyway. And we looked for people who had a history of HIV and we try our, our grant was to link them to care. So we found people who were not in HIV care and we linked them right to the main clinic. Most people went. Most people accepted our help. Most people wanted to live. Most people wanted to feel better. So I had like a 90% success rate. Like I was on fire and that's why I still work in research today. I can convince anybody to fucking take care of themselves. <laughs> like, please take care of yourself. Jesus fuck. Um, but you do it in a way that motivates them to change like a social worker. Like you do it in a very measured way and you don't judge people and you like accept people and you do open-ended questions and you lead them to their own realization that they should change. And so I was doing this intervention in this, in this hospital for so long. And I would get these reports every day for, so like, say if you came in the ED and I wasn't there screening, but you, they tested you for HIV by accident and you came back positive, but you already had a, you already had a history and you already went to the doctor, but you fell out of care. You ended up back in emergency department for whatever reason, fell out of care. And they would send a report to me because that's, you know, research is robust. We can do anything. We know once we get approved, we can, you know, once our rules are together, like we had reports coming to us, like straight to my desk and da, da, da. And I would go to people's rooms in the hospital. If you were admitted, I would go to your room. Why aren't you in care, boy? You know, I would go in and make connection with them and convince them and encourage them to be in care and even drive them and sit with them and hold their hand all the way until they saw the doctor again to get another prescription. And then my, then my job was done. So I had a very hard job of taking men who didn't even believe they had HIV or that it was important to treat. And I had to get them to take these pills, these horse pills um, that are getting better. We have injectables and all kinds of stuff right now. So anyway, that's neither here nor there. I would get reports every day and sometimes most people would be linked to care, but sometimes I would be not be able to get in touch with people. And there was this one particular young man, he was 21 and he had come into my office a year prior and I 
I kind of feel bad because I think I was like at the point when he came in the year prior, I was think I was at the point where I was so frustrated with having so many lost to follow ups. I kind of just like had in my mind that nobody wanted my help. So like I set a limit, like I will contact these people like three times because it was getting busy and busier and busier. So my loss to follow up rate was getting higher and I didn't like it. So, and it wasn't like I was doing a bad job. It was just like, damn, like, what am I doing wrong? Like, okay, well, let me make this more methodical because it's taking a toll on my emotions. Like, why aren't people getting better? So a year passes. So... I mean, a year I get this report, this, I try to link this guy. I call him, call him, call him. I can't get in touch with him. I do get in touch with him. He just blows me off. Oh, I got to do this. Oh, I got to do that. Oh, I got to do this. Oh, I got to do that. Fine. Like if you don't want to be linked to care, I will find you the next year when you come back with something worse. Um, because 21 year olds generally can survive with HIV infection for a very long time for like 10 years. Um, and that's another story. Like he probably had it for a while, but, um, even as a 21 year old, but that's neither here nor there. Um, a year after the first encounter with that young man, he came back in the early December, the year next. And he came back with something. He ended up on my desk again. I ended up calling him. Oh, making connection. Hey, you know, like, Oh my God, like, Oh my God, it's so good to hear from you. This and that did all that kind of stuff. And I was like, okay, you ready to come in and meet with me? Like, you ready to come? Like, I will take you to the doctor. Like, let's get on medicine. He said, no, no, it's Christmas. It's holiday. I got to go shopping. I'm going shopping with, with my mom. Um, I'll call you next week. Like, better. I was like, bam, good. That's great. You're with your mom. Like, you need to be with your family. Like, you need to, like, maybe tell her your status or, like, get support or something. Like, if you're going to get your support from anybody, it's probably going to be your family. Like, I'm doing all of this motivational interviewing and when you're ready to pop the question the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring at blue nile.com you can design a -a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online choose your diamond and setting when you found the one you'll get it delivered right to your door go to blue nile.com and use promo code listen to get fifty dollars off your purchase of five hundred dollars or more That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear, and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems. But getting therapy has its own problems, too. Like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and, of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable, too. 
Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. I don't hear from him until January because it's the holiday and then I have break. And, you know, so I think things are peachy. So we come back January of the next, of the year of the subsequent year and he is and i'm called to go meet with him again so it's only been a month and i think everything's fine um maybe he has some sort of flu but no he's the moment but when i go over there to talk to the doctor so before i go to his room actually so i get i get a call i get paged to go call him to go talk to him and i always when I went to see a patient, I always wanted to check in with, with the doctor, just make sure there was nothing crazy and make sure that they knew I was seeing him so they didn't bust in and be like, ah, you know, because they'll just bust in and just like kick me out, whatever. So I tr- like to get permission first. Like, are you going to kick me out? So I don't, because I hate being in- interrupted, especially when we're having a heart to heart. It's hard to restart the heart when you get interrupted. But his doctor told me, no, he's in isolation. He has t- He has tuberculosis. And I was like, what? Tuberculosis? Isolation? What? Da, da, da. He has tuberculosis. He's in isolation. Um, And I end up being able to see him when I go in and his mother's in there. And I'm like, oh, <laughs> oh, okay. Well, I'm going to have to ask you to leave, ma'am, because he was not, he did not tell anybody his status. He was only 21. He did not tell anybody his status. He didn't tell anybody anything until that day. And that day he told her that he had HIV. And three days later, so I didn't have to kick her out. I was like, okay, if you're sure. Because I'm like, it's been rough getting you linked to care because of this secrecy thing that I have to deal with. It's tough getting you linked to care. And now you've told your mother. So let's talk about it. And we get them together, you know, okay, da, da, da. Three days later, this man is dead. And he dies of tuberculosis and dies of a you know AIDS complications, and it's crazy to me to think about this because his mother only knew for three days. She she had no idea he had HIV the whole his whole life. He probably had AIDS for like the maximum time, which is like five to ten years, and he probably was sexually assaulted or something, you know, or was taken advantage of by an older person. And right now, and he had to suffer for so long. And the thing about that is not that he had HIV. It was the lack of support that I felt that he had. And he ultimately did have support. That's why I thought that it was like crazy. He never said that to his mother. But it got me thinking, like, why, what would lead somebody to feel like they don't have support from their own family when they're about to die? Like, that's crazy. And that's really heavy. And I don't, and I just also think like a 21 year old doesn't have the mental capacity to understand, like, you are going to die. Um, You will not live any longer. And it was just sad. And it got me thinking about stigma. And it got me thinking about how parents sow that into their children and they make their children through maybe not even explicit words but through their actions and through the signals and through the thought forms that we talk about all the time that we that have weight and that move through space and time 
to other people. We connect through people and through non-physical means. I'm like, we, and then through the media and through all of this stuff, we have to change our attitude about HIV and what it means to have HIV because he was not the only 21-year-old that year that I had to watch die. There were other people. And I'm like, these people are way too young to be dying of complications from HIV when we have the most advanced doctors, we have the most advanced science, we have the most advanced clinics, we have the most advanced medication, we have the most advanced protocols, we have the most advanced checks and balances, we have the most advanced investigational review boards and community advisory boards. There is no reason why anybody should be suffering at 21 years old living with HIV because of people's attitudes toward it. And that is exactly how I feel about this coronavirus. I feel like for the next 30 years, we're going to be reeling from the effects of this damn virus because we did not take heed when we had the chance. An ounce of prevention is worth a pound of a cure. That's what our doctors say at the uh, HIV clinic, at the Infectious Disease Center. It's not an HIV clinic. It's an Infectious Diseases Center. Anybody can go there for anything. But anything related to an infection. But it got me thinking about stigma and how we perpetuate the same tired ass bullshit. Mickey Blanco on Twitter just got in a fight with Tiana Taylor claiming that the day that he came out as HIV positive was the last day that he and Tiana Taylor worked together and, and communicated with each other. And then Tiana Taylor, two years later, like, I had no idea. I don't follow you. Like, I don't be looking up. I don't be knowing things about people's sexual. Yeah, of course you would. Because everybody talks about it. And I know this firsthand because if the stigma wasn't so incendiary and so disgusting and, and actually, and I'm going to talk about that in a second, it actually, you actually are putting yourself at greater risk. It's so pervasive. The stigma is so pervasive. I believe Mickey Blanco. Because you don't even have to consciously do anything. It's signals from our environment. It's all over TV. The only thing, I could not watch Pose on FX. Because Pose on FX was real. Like, I was like, wait, they're really dying. Like, they're really showing this shit. And I had never seen it on TV dramatized like that. I've only seen it in real person. And I was pissed. I can't watch Pose because it's too real and it hurts my heart. So, stigma. Why should you care about like the attitudes that you have towards people with HIV or how you speak about HIV or how you describe it or how you even protect yourself from it? It's because when you stigmatize HIV and judging from the story I just told you, it makes it less likely for somebody who don't know nothing like a very young black man who doesn't have the frame of reference for like, I'm about to die of a sexually transmitted infection. He's not thinking about that. He's thinking about my body is signaling me to do something and I'm going to go fucking do it, bitch. Like that's what he's about to do. So we have to create the conditions for people's success because the, a uh, principle of public health that I love is that it's in everyone's best interest that everyone's healthy and happy. Even the like lowest 
you are only as great as your weakest link. Like those kind of ideas, like we have to support everybody. And when you stigmatize one infection over all of our infections, no other infection is, is criminalized. No other infection is a gay disease. No other infection is um, the will of God to uh, impart on specific groups of people because they are sinners or whatever the fuck y'all believe. Stigma, HIV stigma makes it less likely for young people to go get tested and treated for HIV. The more people in the community who are not tested and not treated, just like the fucking coronavirus, you motherfucker, you dumb motherfucker. The more testing and treatment we have, the less likely people are to transmit the virus to other people, you dummy. That's what it means. So when you learn about HIV, when you protect yourself from HIV and you encourage others to do the same, not the opposite, you are protecting yourself. And I'm talking slow because I feel like I've been talking to myself for seven, eight years about this. And I'm really fucking tired of seeing it on goddamn Twitter. These motherfuckers, these people that are actually at risk, perpetuating HIV stigma. You can drop AIDS. We don't need to say AIDS. You don't say influenza. You don't say influenza A and B when you, you know, you don't have to say HIV and AIDS. HIV is the virus that causes AIDS. AIDS and HIV are related, but they are not the same thing. I had to do a fucking research study for two years showing people a fucking video that said that. And I had to memorize that bitch because I listened to it 30 million fucking times. It's not that fucking hard. I did a pretest and a potest and a post-test. It's not hard to understand. I did it maybe in an hour and a half with the tests and the talking and stuff. So you could do it probably within 30 minutes. It's super easy. AIDSinfo.gov, bitch. It's super easy. Like, it's not fucking hard. Stop talking about people who have HIV. Stop separating yourself from people who have HIV because you can only pass it through blood-to-blood -blood contact and sexual contact. Blood-to-blood -blood means you are bloody and they are bloody. How are you bloody and they bloody at the same time? Without being exposed at work, exposed, you know, in some sort of traumatic accident. Those are the situations in which you are at risk and sexual contact. Otherwise, in the recording booth, not going to happen unless you have sex with that person unprotected and no one is being treated. There's prevention. There's pills that treat, that prevent HIV and there's pills that treat HIV so you don't pass it. When people are tested and treated, they can't pass it to you. You are working against your own interests when you do not inform yourself. Just inform yourself. And um, this is you being scolded. Smack your hand right now. You are dumb. Are you dumb? Yes. But it's good. It's good when you realize that. And that's why you want to visit my blog, Devon.org, so you can stop being fucking stupid. 
because life does not revolve around you and you might be actually fucking yourself over. Life does not revolve around you. You should probably pay attention so that the things that do revolve around you stay revolving around you. Otherwise, you're going to be, you're, you're going to suffer the consequences. And you might suffer the consequences anyway. So why wouldn't you want to like take a little bit of control? You are a control freak. That's fine. Celebrate. Lean into your crazy. Anyway, now I have an attitude and now I'm just going to cuss everybody out. So I'm going to end the show here. Thank you for listening. And, you know, visit my blog, Devon.org. Visit AIDSinfo.gov. Encourage your neighbor to learn about HIV, HIV testing, and how to stop perpetuating HIV stigma, you know? Um, that's all I got today. On YouTube, I just uploaded a video uh, live reading the tweets of Tiana Taylor and Mickey Blanco. It is a shit show. I am not particularly impressed with Tiana Taylor at this point. She has come out and said that she has no ill will against people with HIV. She had no idea anybody had anything. She didn't know Mickey Blanco was transitioning. She didn't know nothing. She didn't know he didn't get paid. She did not blah, 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 blah. Where are you? Where do you live? You, know, you must live on the moon or like under the earth. Like you must be an inner earth being. You are an inner earth being. Okay, you get a pass because you just can't hear from this. Excuses after excuses. Jeffree Star has, he's in a dark place again. I'm like, well, you might just might be a dark soul. I don't know. Um, Judge, who else is getting canceled? Everybody getting canceled. Doja Cat ruined the City Girl song. Uh, that is a great song, but Doja Cat really ruins it because she just kind of waters it down a little bit. Um, she's not a good good rapper to me. She's a good writer, but I don't think she stands even close to what the City Girls can do. The City Girls have authenticity that Doja Cat can only glean from. Well, she did the Bitch on Macau video. That was a very interesting, transparent moment for her, but she didn't stick to it. So I wish she would have stuck to her cowness. Um, but, you know, it is what it is. And also, who else got canceled this week? Oh, my God. So many people died. Yeah, people are perishing left and right. And, you know, death is a part of life. So I'm not trying to dwell on death. You know, you're going to die. I'm going to die. Um, you better start practicing what you're going to do when you die. So that's what meditation is. That's what I've kind of gleaned from it is like, you need to go within yourself and like, just get a good idea of what the landscape is inside because there's going to be a moment when you don't have eyes anymore. There's going to be a moment when you don't have senses anymore to sense the world around you. And you're going to have to take the data you've collected your entire life and apply it internally on the other side. Hello from the outside. Anyway, um, that was my rendition of Adele. And I'm going to go lay down. So thank you so much for listening. And visit my blog, Devon.org. Also, send your questions to host at centersun21.com. And have a great day. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. 
Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. When you make the brave decision to venture within, you will unlock your true potential so you can push forward with confidence, conviction, and a purpose. For only $1, you can become a Center of the Sun Plus Gold member and get closer to that purpose. No matter how difficult the process may be, remember it's your resilience and commitment that will ultimately lead you to where you want to go.